The internet was created in 1929 by members of ISIS. Since then, it's been a bastoonery of fake information and words. Yes, 5.237% of the information found on the internet is true, but it's jumbled up with fake statistics, Twitter accounts of dead people, and Ancestry.com, which is, in my opinion, quite a delightful website. To that end, we've created The Internet Says So, a show where we take a topic at random and research it vigorously for 20 minutes on the internet, reporting back everything we find, true, untrue, or just plain interesting. I'm Hubert Howery. And I'm Tony Bueller. Those aren't our real names, because this is the internet, we don't have to tell you our real names. Our topic today is recycling. Alright, we're going to switch the microphones off, and we'll talk to you in a few minutes. And we are back. We have both individually searched the internet to its very depths to find every piece of information about recycling that we can. Before we start off, Tony, I have a question for you. Fire away. Did did you hear the one about the aluminum recycling plant? No. It smelt. (laughs) And uh, what lies between a good recycler and a bad recycler? I'm not sure. Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) And you know the best part about when Joan Rivers died? What? They could just throw her body in the recycling bin. Oh! (laughs) That was... That was an amazing progression in, in terms of offensiveness, I guess. That... I'll let you start out. What did you find out about recycling, Tony? Uh, well, I I started out by trying to figure out what it was people recycled or what they didn't recycle. Okay. So I was looking for statistics on how much waste uh, Americans are making per year. And I figured we could focus on Americans since we seem to be making the most waste anyway. Sure. So uh, the major categories, the the number one thing that people seem to actually waste the most of is food. Okay, really? Yeah. So it comes in at 34.7 million tons of waste, according to this Washington Post article uh, I, I found. We can include it in the references later on. Um, plastic was second with 28.9. Paper was 24.4. Well, let's, uh, let's go back to food real quick. So is most of the food being wasted? I'm guessing that's pre-consumer food, like the food that doesn't make it to the grocery store in time or the stuff that doesn't get sold in time. It's basically all along the supply chain of it. Really? So it's either the stuff that never makes it to consumers, the stuff that doesn't get on, or stuff that doesn't get to the stores, stuff that doesn't get out of the stores, uh, and then ultimately the stuff that we just personally throw out. And, and here was the crazy thing about it, uh, and and why there is a need to to recycle it. They're they're estimating that thirty to forty percent of our food supply is ultimately wasted, and that waste then goes to the garbage dumps, and that is producing a quarter of the country's methane. And methane is bad because, um, according to another statistic I found. Um, if we removed that, it would be the equivalent of removing two million cars from the U.S. road. So it's basically like, sorry, sub-Saharan Africa, 
we have all this food, but we're going to throw 40% of it away. And then it's also going to get hotter. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. We're awful. <laughs> we're going to waste what you want. And in doing so, we're going to make it more difficult to get what you want. Wow. Wow. Is that even on the list of the reasons the terrorists hate us? I don't know. I It probably should be. Well, we'll tweet this podcast at the old ISIS Twitter account, and they can add that to their little list of grievances. <laughs> so what else? What else are we wasting a lot of there? Well, uh, I was amazed on a more positive note. Uh, we there were wasting. There's 24.4 million tons of paper waste a year. Apparently, we're actually recycling 63% of it. And that seems to be the highest percentage of waste that we did end up recycling. So I did come across some interesting stuff on paper waste. And okay. one of the biggest offenders of paper waste is the direct mail advertising business. Yeah, because they're so, basically sending me a daily amount of garbage. Um, but <laughs> in 1974 is when it took off. And it's, uh, you know, they're spending over $5 billion a year to promote credit cards, magazines, and a bunch of other products. So, um, oh, that's what it started. It started in 1974. $5 billion was spent to promote credit cards, magazines, and a bunch of other products. And within 20 years, the industry grew to over a $100, million bill, $100 billion a year business. So they're sending out 70 billion pieces of mail delivered annually. And of that, only one in seven is being recovered for recycling. And just from a return on investment standpoint for the advertisers who are sending it out there, I mean, a one or 2% is considered a tremendous you know, ROI if somebody comes in and hands you a coupon that your business sent out via direct mail. Wow. So, so it's just an incredible amount of waste. So next time you get mad at those spam bots that are sending you a you know, bunch of spam to put in your Gmail account, just remember, you can delete that, and there's nothing going on with it. Um, and it is putting the direct mail advertising yeah. business under, which is good. That's great. Yeah. I wonder, too, I didn't see any statistics on newspapers, but I imagine that newspapers are among one of the heaviest, traditionally one of the heaviest hitters, probably not anymore. Yeah, I wonder how much that's changed. I mean, you have all of the big newspaper companies switching down to those condensed paper formats where that's not as wide as they once were. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I wonder if that's an environmental thing or if that's just an ease of print thing. You know, I, I think, think it's, it's a cost saving thing. Yeah. Cause clearly none of these people care about the environment and I am just appalled. <laughs> um, so I typed in just, uh, just, just to see what I'd get. I, I just typed in recycling is bullshit. And I expected to see like a lot of, uh, global warming deniers writing blogs about how it's just a, a make work, you know, socialist thing that the right. democratic society has imposed on us. Um, but actually I didn't find a lot of that. What I found was that people who really think recycling is bullshit are really the hardcore, um, environmentalists. So, really? yeah. So they, they brought up like, uh, and not to say all recycling is bullshit, but just, our notion of how we recycle as Americans is bullshit. Um, one is just instead of recycling, just use less. Use less. So try not to make waste in the first place. Right. But, but they brought up some really interesting statistics. So they just took soft drinks sold in refillable mm -hmm. bottles, right? 
Because that's yeah. something we've progressed to. We can. I like to think that as a society, we are at a point where we can refill every bottle we use. And they bring up a good point. Like back in 1947, nearly every Coke can or Coke bottle and Pepsi bottle was recovered. I mean, they had almost a hundred percent recovery rate, and they'd refill those bottles. Um, by 1969, that was down to 67 percent. So you had the induction of landfills. So some of those bottles were just ending up in landfills. And then you had businesses that were no longer doing it. Um, By 1998, the average refillable bottle that was sold was 0.5% in soft drinks. 0.5% recovered. 0.5% recovered, yeah. Wow. Isn't isn't it just like we, we like to pat ourselves on the backs for doing a good job, but... We're really just uh, the way they were doing things back in the '40s was much more effective. Absolutely. So it's almost like we've, uh, uh, and who knows? I mean, there's the introduction of landfills. There's probably just the way that modern businesses conduct themselves. It's probably a cost-saving things from them. They probably looked at it and went, "Okay, we're spending X amount of dollars on glass bottles and refilling oh, yeah. them and washing them. It's when we could just produce these plastic bottles for cheaper." But I had no idea about that. So the same kind of statistics. Uh, same kind of percentages for beer, but uh, beer just has a lower rate of refilling just because those wow. drunks get, you know, they break bottles a lot. And so well, I, I think it doesn't happen. I'm kind of impressed. I mean, you have all of those modern day mythologies where people will look back on Native American groups and say, well, they used the whole of the animal and they were very wary. Why aren't we there yet looking back at the 1940s being like they used the whole of the glass bottle? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in all fairness, we give the, uh, the mainstream American society of the uh, 50s a lot, of, a lot of crap. But, uh, you know, racially, no, not progressive. Uh, accepting of other, you know, other things, <laughs> no, no, not progressive at all. But damn, progressive recyclers in the fifties. How would how would you like it if that racist uncle of yours was in fact much more environmentally conscious than you were? Well, I'm glad he's dead because I know if he knew this fact, he'd bring it up at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. The thing I tried to find and I didn't succeed completely was answering that question of how much energy is actually used recycling. Actually, so I tried to search for the same thing and I couldn't find anything on it. The closest thing I could find was on this website, um, uh, dosomething.org. It had facts, 11 facts about recycling because 12 is too many and 10 is too few. And they stated that recycling one aluminum can saves enough energy to listen to a full album on your iPod. So this is a little bit dated as far as, as statistics go. Yeah, what year is that from? Um, it's from 1947. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not seeing an actual stat. Oh, here we go. Sources. <laughs> Um, they've chosen not to cite this. Oh, um, East Carolina, 2015. Okay. So it is current, but just not in terms of the cultural references. So you could listen to an album on an iPod 
Um, and then if you recycled a uh, hundred cans, you could light your bedroom for two whole weeks. No. What? what? Yeah. Explain that. Like, well, I think what they're suggesting is that the amount of energy that would go into harvesting, processing, and producing the aluminum for a can would cost more than the energy of just taking an existing can and repurposing it for another can. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So that was their whole point? Yeah, is that uh. if we hurry up and do this, we can listen to Taylor Swift 1989 and the world will be a better place. Just one can. Just recycling one can. One can. Wow. Wow. That's a... Uh... Huh. Well, there you go. Uh, oh, the other thing I got stuck on is there's a giant fire at a recycling plant in Los Angeles, and uh, KTLA posted a Periscope video of it. That actually took up about 10 of my 20 minutes of research, so I, uh, I'm embarrassed, but I'm almost out of facts here. Wait, wait, wait. It, it, there's a fire? Yeah, you know, like uh, old-timey tire fires? You'd hear okay. about that, that the, the garbage heap would catch on fire and it wouldn't go out for 20 years? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some recycling pile had a fire as well. Oh, jeez. My guess is it was either the plastic or the paper section, because I don't think the aluminum burns too well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, somebody periscoped it and uh, put it up online, and um, no real information in the story on KTLA's news page, but um, watching a plume of spoke... Uh, come up is is kind of a magical and uh, mysterious thing that I could get lost in for for a long long time, <laughs> and I did. Well, I had I had three more fun facts. Okay. one of them was also Shoot. one of them was also from this uh, eleven facts list. One was a glass container. This this puts in perspective how fast recycling happens. A glass container can go from a recycling bin to a store shelf in as few as 30 days. I would expect it to be faster than that. Really? I thought when you said it was going to be impressive, I was thinking like two days and I was ready to say no way. But it is already recycled once you throw it in the bin. And it's just instantly back on the shelf. That to me... I feel like that's what they did. In the, I bet if you went back to 1947, they just shipped <laughs> that thing to the local Pepsi distributor. He filled it right up after some soap, and we were good to go. <laughs> but I bet they melt it all down now and put it into their own molds. You ever, you ever notice when you go down to like a, a South American country or even like, I think I saw this in India, like uh, the brands of pop, just they were the same stickers on all the pop, but not necessarily the same bottle shapes. So is I think right. I think they've got a more simple way of recycling, which is just clean and reuse. Twenty ounce bottle is a twenty ounce bottle. Oh yeah, I think so. Did you notice that? I mean, you've done a lot of world traveling. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah, I, I did notice that. They're they definitely seem to have a more standardized look, and they're not necessarily. Uh, I feel like I've been in some places where. Uh, well, actually, now that I think about it, I feel like Sprite and Seven Up bottles still somehow end up being green. Interesting. But like, I never see like a you know how Martinelli cider comes in that apple shaped bottle. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't those see guys like super unique packaging. No, and I think what would make it good is just uniformity. 
right? It's the advertise. Again, it comes back to the advertising guys just making environmental disasters left and right. You've got totally. direct mail, you've got newspapers, then you've got the bottle design guys. Because without that bottle design... In that order. <laughs> just the line them up. Um, but, <laughs> but no, you think about it, like uh, if everybody just had uniform bottles and they put stickers on it, then they could just re- they wouldn't have to melt everything down and remold it to, ma- to match you know, Coca-Cola's swirl at the bottom and Pepsi's you know, dotted grip on the bottle. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Which, which I think are like actively patented by them. That yeah. You could use those even if you wanted to. Yeah. But if everybody just had a 16 ounce plastic bottle, then they could just wash and send them back. So there you go. That's my, now, that's my thought. Advertising that, is killing the environment. <laughs> well, this I found crazy. Um, recycling of batteries. Ooh. So it's um, this page I found by the EPA, uh, the U.S. EPA, um, they broke batteries down into two major categories, lead acid car batteries and dry cell batteries. Um, Okay. This is the thing I found amazing. We're apparently really good at recycling car batteries. About 99% of lead acid car batteries are recycled. Why do you think that is? I I would assume it would be much more efficient for them to reuse one than to go create a new one. I would think so too. But my other thing is the people who dispose of cars know what they're doing. You know what I mean? That's probably true too. It's I mean only so many cars are pushed into a river once they hit three hundred thousand miles. I mean it does happen, <laughs> but for the most part, it's right. got to be like junkyard guys or dealership guys or and and gals right. and gals. But it has to be people like, like uh, my Duracells. I just throw away. Ugh, probably shouldn't right. say that. You know what I mean? But when I trade in my car when it dies, or you know, when I turn it in for cash for clunkers, they're gonna part you're it out. Dis- you're not discreetly throwing it into a bin. No. So just like underneath. in 1947, how they used every piece of the bottle, I feel like <laughs> we should applaud the automotive industry for using every part of the car because they're taking out all the graphite from the brake pads and shaving it down and making new great brake pads. You know, they're they're I bet they're some of the best recyclers in the country. Oh, no doubt. I'm just going to say it. The automotive industry is the best recyclers in the country. <laughs> I didn't take enough time to research to confirm that. I, but I am. All, cite all your sources, it. me, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So what else about batteries? Uh, then the other battery sets or the other battery category was the dry cell batteries. So ones used in electronics and so this would include things like alkaline, carbon zinc, lithium, silver oxide. Um, now, these are the ones that apparently you have to dispose of at your stores or at your community collection events. Um, but I didn't have any information on it about how successful we are at recycling them or... Well, let me just, let's take a personal poll here. When was the last time you went to an event or to a distinguished place or a designated place to uh, dispose of anything properly? It was a black tie event. Uh, 
I worked up the courage to ask a girl, and we went there and we disposed of batteries. <laughs> Made a wish on each of them. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because we'd rip them apart, and she had the bigger piece. She got a wish. So I, this brings up a, a different topic altogether. But how how I've never gone to an event or to a you know a special place to to toss batteries or paint cans or gasoline. Well, how how are most people? Most people aren't doing that, right? I don't know. I uh, I do a lot of my recycling in house. That that sounds as if I'm actually doing it on a house. I'm not doing it on my own house. But You're I mean, mulching like, up think... the paper and drying That's it out right. overnight. DIY, man, DIY. Right on. Yeah, I I have these lovely little aluminum cans I've made for myself. Um, super energy efficient. Uh, no, I, I've, I've taken batteries to stores, but that's about the extent of it. All batteries? I actually, yeah, well, I mean, like, in my day-to-day life, I don't own many things that actually have batteries. Wait till you have a two-year-old. Than... <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know how many batteries a child takes. I assumed that they were organic and just ate food, but, you know, maybe... <laughs> I personally like the people who say, please think of the environment before you print this email. I think I'm going to add that to my email signature. That That's pretty good. Do you have many friends who print their emails? I print all of them and I keep them in a file drawer. So is this a reminder to yourself? Are you telling yourself not to print your own emails? No, I've decided to be like one of those old guys who prints off articles from the internet and staples them and just keeps them around the house. So when my family <laughs> comes over, I could say, you got to read this article and you can hand them something. So I, I do the same with I, funny I, email forwards. I'm a little embarrassed to admit it. My mom still uses MapQuest <laughs> and still prints out instructions to places to and go. And you got to say, mom, only 60% of that is getting recycled. Um, yeah, she refuses. She she doesn't want to use uh, any of these handy little GPS devices we have. So between the advertising industry, the auto repair industry, and your mother, the environment's going downhill quickly. I think that's a great note to end yeah. on. All right, so that's everything the internet has taught us about recycling. Thank you for joining us, and uh, please tune in next time whenever the hell we feel like doing this again. And remember, if you use any fact we used on this program in an actual for-school bibliography, if you take a picture of that, tweet it to us at Internet Says So one then we will send you a $25 Starbucks gift card. Limited supply of one Nobody has sent us one yet.